uh, another episode of the Burns Book Podcast. This is Nick. Solo this morning. Um, got a couple more coming up this morning, and I just decided to come in here and sit down and talk for a little bit about some things that have been on my mind. And uh, so you have to listen to my voice more than normal on one of these podcasts. Um, so, but I'll, I'll, I'll get to it. We, we've been making a lot of changes around here over the past, um, the past few years and certainly coming out of the fall of 21 going into the spring of 22. And, um, I think that it's, it's a combination of things. The reason why I think it's a change of attitudes on how we do things around here. Um, but it's also built by some determination on what we want to do in the future. Um, we've always been really strong in Columbus and Starkville. Everyone around here knows that, that that's been our, our bread and butter over the years. And, um, but there's, there's, there's a lot of great people at this company. There's a lot of very smart, intelligent, determined individuals. I think there always has been. I think that's part of um, what our reputation is built on, if not the entirety of what our reputation is built on, is hard work and um, being in, intelligent about what we do and how we do it. Um, many of you know that you know I grew up around this business here and there throughout my youth, and then um, kind of moved away and moved to Arizona in my teenage years, and then um, came back when I was 19, 20, somewhere in that range, and uh, got back into the business, uh, or got into the business, really, at that point. Um, it wasn't just fun and games like it was when I was a kid, but um, what I learned at that age was the reputation that this company has. And that reputation is that uh, if you want the job done right, you call Burns. I heard that over and over and over from people outside of this business, um, from general contractors um, and developers and just other contractors. We've, we've built this reputation that if you want it done right, you call Burns. And that feels really good um, when you become a part of something that you didn't build. Um, you get there and you go, wow. And now I carry on this reputation and I'm part of this reputation of doing it right. And, and um, so it, I think we have that determination that we want to do the job right. We want to do it well. Um, I always joke that in contracting, there's there's three good characteristics of a contractor. It's, it's good, fast, and cheap, but you only get to pick two of those. I use that in sales pitches all the time. Um, and we, uh, we pride ourselves on that cheap is not something we go for at Burns. Uh, we figure out what it's going to take to do the job and do the job fast and do the job right, and that's the way that we approach it. And um, so as we've been making these changes – um, it's been built by that determination and that reputation to do the job well and to do it right. And the, the, there's, like I said, there's a group of people 
Um, I think as a whole, we're very determined. We want to do the job. We want to get the job done. Um, and in order for us to be successful long-term as a company, we have to put that determination into um, kind of a different setup. And we've, that we've been talking about kind of spreading our wings and growing our footprint around here um, to get out a little further. Um, and uh, it's kind of something I've, I've shied away from early years of being in leadership at Burns. And um, I've kind of come around to that us growing is a part of a way of the, the, the overall external growth of the business. If it's getting larger, putting on more people, put it, getting a larger footprint is a way for people internally to grow. Um, I didn't understand that years ago, but I've come to, I understand that now. And I think that in order for us to allow people within the organization to grow, to have, have more income, to provide for their families more, um, to do bigger jobs and feel better about what they do, that we're going to have to grow. And so we've really sat down and really put together a plan on how we're going to do that. Cause I think that's the appropriate thing. That's our whole point of being in business, right? Is to provide for our families. And so if we're going to provide for our families greater with greater income, better opportunities, we've got to get out and find better opportunities. Um, and not limit ourselves to working in and around Mississippi State. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, we still want to stay strong in that, but we're going to have to expand in order for everyone to expand their their opportunities. So um, we've been having this conversation about the next 10 years. And, um, you know, right now um, we are, we're about 60 employees. Um, and last year in 21, we did about $19 million in revenue. Um, and we, um, we've had some bigger years than that. Um, I came into the business. We were, um, a bit smaller than that. We've seen some great growth over the years. Um, I think I counted up the other day. We were about 102 on the heavy equipment. Um, and I should have looked up the Taylor, the tandem and trailer count. Um, but you know, roughly around that two dozen mark, um, we never have never have enough of one or the other if we're running trailers or, trailers or tandems. And, um, but I think those numbers kind of put into perspective of where kind of where we're at right now. Um, and so uh, we've been in this process of really assessing where we're at so that we can figure out where we're going. Um, we've been talking about the core values um, and we've had the core value series on the podcast going. And, you know, those, those five core values are ownership, clarity, investment, fairness, and balance. Um, and, we, and we talk about those because when we are successful at Burns Dirt, we embody those five core values. We take ownership of what we're doing. We speak clearly and communicate clearly. Uh, we make investments for the future. Um, it, we're fair with each other, to our customers, to our subcontractors, to all of our partners. Um, and we find balance. We find balance in life. We find balance at work. Um, and I think that when we do that, that's when we're really, really successful. It's when we get the job done. That's when we get a job done right. When we get a job done fast. Um, that's, that's when we're happy um, at home and at work. So um, we, we talk about those core values, and we um, 
I think that conversation will pick up more and more. It's something we have never identified historically, but we now we've identified and going forward we know that we've got to we've got to stick to those things because that is the pattern of success. And so um, we've set some goals for 10 years. It's an easy round number. It's a decade. Um, we, we've decided that we want to grow from that 60 to probably around the 150 mark. Uh, we still want to stay a small, small business. We don't want to be 400, 600 people 10 years from now. Um, this is a family. Um, we know, you bet, you know, basically everyone that works with you. I know if you work on a crew and you go straight to the job site, you may not see everyone constantly, but you know who you work with, you know, who's on your team. Um, but we want to, we want to grow that number. That number, that 150 is not, um, it's not concrete. It may be 140, maybe 170. It, it will change on what type of work we're doing. Um, but we know that we're going to have to staff for that to hit these goals. Um, we are, we're really looking at expanding our operations in Alabama. Um, as many of you know, we've done work in Alabama, but we've kind of stuck to the Western side of the state. There's a lot more opportunities, um, for work on other parts of the state and, um, especially South and North Alabama. And, uh, so we've kind of stayed out of the, the hot spots within Alabama. So looking at that strongly and that in 22 and in 23, you'll begin to see us pursue work in those areas. Um, going to do that work is optional. We've talked about this. I just want to make that, I just want to confirm that as well, that if people want to pursue those on the road options, they will be there. Those opportunities will be there. If you want to stay home, Stay home. We want to continue to be strong in this northeast central Mississippi market that we're in. Um, again, we're, we're doing this to provide opportunity. So you, we will still provide the opportunity to be home or the opportunity to get on the road if you want to push that income level or push that um, project size limit that you're involved in. So um, we, we think down the road that uh, we likely will end up operating in another state. Um, Tennessee, Georgia, both of those really make a lot of sense. Um, just depending on where clients and the project types take us, um, we're considering those options. We may move into Alabama and say, hey, we're happy here. This is what works for us. Um, but just to make sure that we provide enough opportunity for everyone, we are looking at what those options are. Um, that Around that $19, $20 million revenue, you think about how much how much money that's brought in on all the contracts and then everyone's payroll, equipment, subcontractors, materials, everything is paid out of that number. Um, that number is probably going to have to quadruple up into that 70, 80 range. Um, we're hitting a target of 75. Um, I don't think that that's out of control, large corporate business. I think that still allows us to provide opportunity for everyone to do larger projects, to expand out a little bit, to do some bigger projects, because the big projects are fun. That's what we all love. We all love the big, the big halls, um, moving a bunch of dirt on site, laying a bunch of pipe. That we love the big projects. We don't like the small, tedious hooking a bunch of roof drains up and having to back around a building to get to where we're dumping. We have a project like that going on today, and I know it's not fun. Um, but limiting ourselves into this market 
um, we're forced to pick up all of those undesirable jobs. And so if we're going to get, if we want to do the jobs that we love and we're good at, we're probably going to have to go a little further for some of them. Um, we we're, in that 10 year period, um, that's kind of the, the metric, the number goals. Uh, and those are just numbers. Um, and they don't mean anything if we don't have a plan on how to do it. So, uh, we've sat down and said, okay, if this is where we think that this is going to provide a great deal of opportunity for people, how are we going to get there? Uh, not just where are we headed, but how are we going to get there? So, um, we, we, we are really confirming that, uh, that people are the most important thing and building that within, um, within our culture and, and supporting that, um, we all know here that we are more important than iron, that people are more important than iron. Our coworkers are more important than the machine or the truck that we're sitting in. Um, and so I think it's very important that every conversation that we have, that that is the focus, is supporting each other, encouraging each other, providing opportunity for each other, and remembering that everything else is just tools. The projects are tools for opportunity. The truck that we drive is a tool for opportunity. It's the, the whole point of this is to provide for our families. And those are just tools to provide for our families. We have to help each other to provide for each other's family because, you know, we are family and that's someone else's family is kind of extended family. If you want to look at it that way. So, um, to be really mindful about how people are most important is going to be really critical going forward. Um, and so I want to talk about a few pieces of the plan, um, here so everyone can kind of see how this vision works. So, um, you've heard us talk about training programs, um, the, the gray building at the shop, um, we're, we're really working hard right now, um, to, to renovate that into a training center, um, to provide again, opportunity to gain better skill, to gain more skills, to, to train people on the GPS, to train people how to read plans, uh, to train people in leadership skills, um, to train people in mentorship. So having really solid training programs is going to be important. And you're going to hear me just, you're going to, at some point you're going to be like, Nick, shut up about the training programs. But you have to understand why I won't shut up about them. I won't shut up about them because in our industry, we do really cool things. We do, we do a super cool job. We get to run these big trucks. We get to run these big dozers and excavators. And it, and I think that that's the coolest part of construction. And construction is one of the coolest jobs out there because we get to build everything else that everybody uses. All the schools, all the roads, we build that. They can't go to school if we don't build it. They can't drive to work or drive to church, or drive to ball practice if we don't build the ball fields, if we don't build the roads, and that's really cool. And then we get to do the coolest part. We get the, we get the big stuff. We get the big toys. So, But people want to come in and do those jobs, but you come in and you don't know anything. We all started out sometime not knowing anything about this business. And for us to be better, we have to accelerate the education and get people up to speed faster. Gone are the days where you just come into this job and you have to be here for 10 years before you figure it out. No, we're not doing that anymore. We have, 
we have wisdom within this business. We have great people that have been doing this for decades and we're going to figure out how to teach and pass on those skills and pass on that knowledge. Um, and those that have the knowledge, we're going to work with you on how to teach others. Um, so, so all of that's part of the training. Um, I think there's going to be apps. I think there'll be simulators. I think there will be great tools in that training center and in the field to, uh, to train. And, um, you know, this internal, this podcast here, I think is a tool. The fact that you, that I'm talking right now is a training tool. It's a communication tool. I'm laying the vision out so that we, everyone knows where we're going. This is a training tool. This is a tool to get us where we're going by me telling you this is where we're headed. So I have a couple other things um, that is part of the plan is really um, fine-tuning our fleet management, fine-tuning the management of our trucks and our equipment uh, because they are the tools to provide us with opportunities. So um, keeping those uh, more dialed in. Uh, We've been buying newer and newer equipment. I think if you drive around um, town right now, um, you drive around our area, we have the nicest equipment. That's not bragging. That's just the facts. We run the nicest equipment around here. We take uh, better equipment, better care of our equipment than a lot of people. I think we have room for improvement on that, and I would love to see that, and I'd love to work with everyone to figure out how we can do that. Um, um, but you're going to see us um, probably start sourcing out the, um, the servicing of our equipment. We've already started doing that on several of our pieces, um, letting Thompson Machinery come in and service our CAT equipment. Um, really dialing in the um, the technology on the equipment, having the latest and greatest uh, machine control, GPS, uh, making sure that everyone has the best tools, um, the best equipment. Um, if you have an idea about an attachment or a different way to do something with a different machine or something, just say something. Let's work on that. Let's, let's make sure that our tools are really geared to doing the best job that they can do. Um, I think you're going to see um, kind of shifting back into that technology side. We're dialing in, making sure we have the best GPS equipment. We have tracking on our, our trucks and our equipment to make sure that we're working at mass, maximum efficiency, that, um, that we're really keeping a close watch on the equipment. Those telematics and things, those GPS trackers that are on trucks and equipment are not for watching people. They're for taking care of the machine. They're for knowing when that thing needs to be serviced, knowing how much fuel is burning. If there's a code that comes up, that thing tells us. Um, those trackers are not there to big brother anybody. Those trackers are there to make sure that the tools stay up to par for the job. So um, I think we'll really invest into the technology around equipment. Um, and so I think you're, you're going to see great apps in the field used. We've already started the time clock app to where everyone track their, um, track their hours better and see their hours. Um, I think you're going to see a lot more, um, digital plans in people's hands. We're going to teach people how to read plans, but then also we're going to put them in your hands and in your crew's hands. And, um, so that everyone can know what's going on. I think you'll see schedules in the field a lot more, um, being universally used, um, so another another part of this plan is uh, is is great retention programs. Um, the longer we we work as a team, the safer and the better we are. Um, and so it's very important to us um, that we all stick together for a long time. 
that makes us better and that fortifies everyone's opportunities. So um, we want that to be an open conversation of how can, how can the business meet everyone's needs? Because since we are a team, we're out bidding work um, and we're out building work. All of there's this number game that's involved. Um, if, if we need to do things that help you retain your team longer, um, that's a conversation. Uh, I think one thing we, we recently did, you know, that was the retirement package. And I think that's a big deal around here. I think that I've had several people walk up and say, now this is a place where I feel that I can retire. I think I can spend my whole career at Burns Dirt now. And one that makes me feel great about our future because that is that means that that was a tool that got implemented to help us become a better team because the longer that we're here the better we get to work with each other the more we learn the more we fine-tune our process and our so if there's other things you guys think about or companies that you hear about or companies you've worked at that do really cool stuff to help um, retain people and make this a better place to work say something. Um, I think I, I'm always open to hearing how can we make Burns Dirt a better place to work. That's, you'll hear me talk about that all the time. I'll come up and ask people, um, have, have conversations and ask that question, um, fairly often. Like how, how can we make, we, how can we make this a better place to work? Um, we, we send out those quarterly surveys. That's the point of that. If you don't want to talk about it or it's anonymous or doing something that you don't think is working or you have an idea, those quarterly surveys are for that. They're completely anonymous. I cannot, unless you put your name on there, which one person has done before, uh, which is fine. We were able to have a direct conversation. Um, but if you don't type in your name, I, we have no idea who filled that out. So they're completely anonymous. Um, but I read each one and I go back and read them throughout the quarter, I go back and make sure, am I really leading in a way that make these people proud to work here? Um, and am I leading in the direction that they want this to go? Um, so I, th I think that's an open conversation we need to have is how do we, how do we really fortify ourselves? Um, and so, um, you know, it's great if we, you know, we get these retention systems going, but uh, we also have to recruit new people in. If we're going to grow, we're going to grow from that 60 to that 150 mark, uh, we've got to add new people. Um, and so this is where I think I, some people get lost. And so I really want to clear up some of the recruitment programs. Um, and we spend a lot of time and energy, and I think there will be whole episodes on this aspect. So I'm not going to get too deep into it, but, um, back in 2018, um, us, we, we partnered with West brothers construction, McCreary West, APAC and Graham roofing, um, to forge the, for, uh, to form the forge foundation. Um, and this is a nonprofit that we've been working on. And some of you are aware of it. Some of you are not. Um, but, um, some of you have helped out at some events, and I want everyone to have the opportunity to help out at these events. These, this is this thing is really cool. Um, this is a nonprofit where we go in and work with high schools, community colleges, um, even programs for four and five year olds at the library to explain how great a career in construction really can be. Um, and we, you know, a lot of kids these days are. 
they may make it to high school and they still have never held a hammer in their hand. Um, we have the coolest event that, that, that we do is in October every year um, called the Forge Expo. It's at the community that big shiny building out by PACAR. And um, last year in 21, we had a thousand eighth graders from the Golden Triangle come to this expo. Um, we, we had a road grader there and a skid steer. Thompson brought a road grader simulator. We brought a dump truck and uh, someone brought a, a, a truck driving simulator. McCrary West had some concrete that kids could finish. Uh, West Brothers had this masonry set up where you could mortar and stack bricks. Um, I think um, Husqvarna or one of those saw companies came and brought these like remote controlled concrete saws. That's just some of the things that these kids got to do, and they've never held a hammer in their hands, and they got to climb on a road grader and run a remote-operated concrete saw. Um, this shows them how cool of an industry this can be. Um, this year, we're expanding that to a two-day event. Um, we're expecting about 2,200 eighth graders at this. Um, and so we spend a lot of time and effort in making sure that our kids are being educated in jobs where they don't have to go into student debt or they they don't have to go down a four-year university route just to come out and not be able to find a job. You know, everyone knows that there's lots of opportunities in this industry. We need to make sure that they have the best skills when they get here and then if they choose this industry, um, that we're a great place for them to work. So that's one of the like kind of outward uh, recruitment programs. You also see us spend a lot of money and time and effort on social media, our branding. Um, we're about to launch some custom paint jobs and equipment I think is going to be really cool. Um, we're also, you know, we, we got a TikTok, we got Instagram, we got Facebook, we post on LinkedIn. We spend a lot of time and effort um, making making you guys look good and making everything look good. It's it's That's a pretty easy that's the easy part is making this look good because it's cool. But um, we went through this rebranding. Um, we have great drone footage. And all of that is in an effort that when someone thinks about a career in construction or has had a career in construction, is looking for a new home, that we are on the forefront. Um, it's not about just, it's not about ego. It's not about you know, feeling good because we got a million views on a video on TikTok. It's not about that. What, it, what it's about um, is being in the forefront of people's mind when they think about, when they think about a bulldozer. That's the custom paint jobs. They make you feel they're, they're cool machines. Uh, they make us feel good about their, maybe some ego and, and the cool equipment, right? Um, but from a majority side, though, it's really about that outward perspective that people view us as a team. Um, it's kind of a, I, I joke about it. it's like a look. Uh, I joke about this like this uh, motto of look good, feel good, smell good, and we have to look good to clients. We have to look good to prospective employees. Um, we want to feel good when someone starts to do business with us that we're professional. We look good, um, and then the smell good is just kind of like. Um, that kind of ties it all together. You know, we all, we really focus on making sure everyone has, you know, cool shirts and cool hats and that kind of stuff. And that's where this whole just place just begins to really feel good um, as an organization. And all that's that recruitment and marketing, branding, 
that whole side of things. So, um, I think that, I think that's, that's kind of the bulk of some of the things in our plans. You know, we're going to, we're going to really have to step up in leadership around here. I think we can, I think we've got great leadership, um, here. And I think that it's not going to be hard for us to step up and to lead. Um, we're going to have some conversations on leadership and conversations on how to lead. Um, and uh, we're kind of learning, we're all learning together. Um, but one part of leadership that I want to leave you with is um, that it's okay to lead up. Um, and what I mean by that um, is that if that leadership is not a top-down action. Um, leadership is not just a supervisor leading somebody on his crew or leading somebody on his team. Or leadership is making sure that we're all headed in the right direction forward. Um, and so sometimes you have to, you have to lead your, your coworker. Sometimes you have to lead your boss. Um, if you see something that's not up to the burn standard, um, is not up to quality, um, or is not just, it's, at the end of the day, it's just not the right thing to do, say something. Um, and so that's, that's me telling you, um, if you see me doing something you don't think is part of our, is a good representation of our team, say something to me. You know, if I get on a job site and I'm on my hard hat, top, you know, tap the top of your head, I'll get the picture. I'll put my hard hat on. Um, I think that that is important. Um, leading up, leading sideways, not just leading down. Um, and, but I, I just want you to hear me say that, that, um, I represent you as much as you represent me. We're a team. We're working together. We're trying to provide opportunities for our families. That's the whole reason we're here. And if we're going to get better about leading opportunities for our families, we've got to work together. Um, we, we, have to, we have to realize that we represent each other and that we work together. So um, just say something. If you, if you, if you say I'm not, I'm not living right, Call me out. Let's do it. Um, that's pretty much all I've got, but I, I want to keep this conversation going. I know this has just been me rambling for a half hour. Um, but um, if, you, if you listen to this and see me in the field, you know, give me your comments. If you think about ideas, you think about training ideas. Hey, we really need to train folks on this. They don't know how to do this. Or, hey, on TikTok, I think you should do this differently. Or, um, hey, our paperwork should change this way. Or, Hey, I've got a cousin that lives in Opelika, Alabama, and um, he knows a developer. Say, you know, just mention it. Let's just have a conversation and let's make sure that we're open and honest and that we're all working towards the same direction. So um, the, the conversation does, is not just one way. So other than that, this has been a solo um, episode of the Burns Built Podcast. Um, I'm Nick. Um, if you, if you, if you don't know me, if you're new and you're just now getting to Burns and you're listening to the podcast, um, you should be very familiar with my voice now. Um, I tend to be on a lot of these episodes. Um, but, um, let's, let's talk, let's have a conversation about how we can do better.